Welcome to episode 11 of the podcast. Great feedback from episode 10 when I spoke with John Wellington, stalwart of Newbridge CC and the chairman of the South East Wales Cricket League. Uh, today, my guest is Glamorgan's Dan Douthway, and we discuss the journey he has taken to become a professional cricketer. Before we get on with the show, I just want to say a massive congratulations to Lucy and Scott, avid listeners of the show, because we've got a new uh, addition to the Jones the Bat family. And Louis Benjamin Rogers was born on Monday the 1st of June at the Nottingham. Congratulations to all, and uh, we look forward to seeing you once all this is over. So after that great news, here's my chat with Dan Douthway. Hiya Dan, how are you mate? I'm good mate, how are you? Thank you for having me. Oh yeah mate, it's a, it's a pleasure. Uh, yeah, t- times are tough, uh, particularly now on, on lockdown. Uh, must be harder for a, a professional cricketer who can't see nothing but uh, blue skies. Yeah, I think lockdown would be a bit easier for everyone if the weather wasn't as nice. You know, I look out the window, it's so nice and it makes me think I should be out there playing cricket. But yeah, like things, I guess, could be worse. It's not the end of the world. We're all in this together. So I'm just, you know, back in sorry with my family at the moment. They're looking after me, which is nice. It's a bit of a change of scenery from Cardiff. But yeah, I'm, I'm gagging to get back and play some cricket. So uh, have you managed to do any practice uh, at the moment? Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky. I've, um, I've been able to catch up with one of my old coaches, obviously keeping my two meters distance before anyone slates <laughs> slate me for that but um yeah so i've been catching up with some of my old coaches at my old school um, just getting a few balls chucked at me um and just yeah bowling a few balls so hopefully if the time comes and we do get back to cricket this season that should stand me in good stead excellent excellent so uh this little series of uh podcasts uh, which we're looking at professional cricketers and we're trying to, yeah. you know, drill down on, you know, that, that journey which they've had. And everyone I've spoken to so far has had a, a different journey with different forks in the road. So, you know, we're just going to explore that. Talk to me, uh, you know, about those, those early days, uh, the first time that, you know, cricket came into your life. Oh, so I was, um, I started a bit later than everyone. I must've been about 10 years old. You hear a lot of people talking about when they were, three or four and picking up a cricket bat in their garden that wasn't me at all cricket's not a thing in my family so my first kind of taste of cricket was um quick cricket on a wednesday afternoon 10 years old in a p lesson and bowling wasn't my thing batting wasn't uh batting was my thing i was going to say fielding wasn't my thing but with those classic bats just you know trying to launch those incredible yeah, yeah. Was as far as you could. That was, yeah, that was a lot of fun for me. And I wasn't great at many other things. So, yeah, that was something I kind of clung on to, just trying to whack the ball as far as I could. And, yeah, it's got me here, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you know, parental influence was there, was that heavy in your family? Yeah, massive. Like, so I've talked about uh, um, kind of being 10 years old, just messing about with like plastic cricket set. But, I think I got to 11 and out of nowhere, I got picked to play for the Surrey Under 11s. And right. at the time, repre- representing Surrey Under 11s is like the be all and end all. Like I would have retired a happy man there. But, <laughs> um, so, yeah, so when things started to get more serious at that kind of age of 11, um, so my dad took me to a lot of one to one sessions, paid for all of those. And those were like 
a few times a week after school or early in the morning or in the evening. So that was like quite a big commitment for him. And he did that all the way from when I was 11 to pretty much before I went to uni, so 19, all paid one-to-one sessions. So very like financially burdening for him. So I'm sorry for that. And yeah, he put a lot of time into me as well. And then mum's kind of influence was the cricket kit. She'd always take me to, have you heard of Ramida for the cricket factory? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she always used to take me there. That was like a big day out for me when I was younger. Um, and yeah, so she took me for the first time. And I remember asking for a pair of arm guards. I thought that was a thing. I thought you wore an arm guard on each arm. <laughs> um, and watching a 2005 Ashes, watching Strauss bat, I was desperate for a Gary Nichols bat. That's what I asked for. <laughs> yeah. That probably shows you how dyslexic <laughs> I am. But yeah, a pair of arm guards and a Gary Nichols bat. My God, that company could have really taken off if they were called Gary Nichols, couldn't they? It's <laughs> a good name, yeah. It's a great name. I think that's like an Aldi's rip-off version. I think we're going to see some Gary Nichols bats coming out of Lidl soon, yeah. Um, so it, we're talking, you know, nine, nine, ten years of age and you're, you're playing. Um uh, but then you, you're also playing in, in school. And I, we'll touch on the one-on-ones in, in a moment. But what was school life like? Um, yeah, like really good for me, um, especially with the cricket. As I said, from the age of like 11, when cricket became more of a thing for me, like cricket and school kind of went in hand to hand. There wasn't really a day where I didn't have something to do with cricket, whether it was a one-to-one or a game session or just thinking about cricket. I I don't know, but yeah, like cricket was a massive part of my kind of schooling career, if you'd like. Mm. And, and so what school did you go to? I went to um, Parkside in Cobham. And right. at the age of 13, I left there to go to Reeds up until 18. All right. And so, you know, we're talking uh, private school there. So coaches, obviously some private schools, they get in like a, a specific cricket coach um yeah so who, who did you have yeah looking back on it I was ridiculously blessed with the coaches I had I had um at Parkside we had a man called Sid Mahiri who now directs the um Rajasthan Royals Academy in the UK hey that could be an avenue for you <laughs> <laughs> I hope so that would be yeah that would be all right and then um like going from one world-class coach like that um, to another at Reeds, I had Keith Medleycott, who um, had a short career in cricket, unfortunately didn't end the way he wanted, but um, I think it was at the age of 26 or something, he went into coaching and he's he's coached um, the Titans over in Pakistan, uh, in, Pakistan in South Africa right. and Surrey back here. And I think he's still Surrey's most successful ever coach. So I was very lucky to have those two working alongside me. What kind of things did they do as a coach that you particularly think helped you, would you say? Um, I think both of them, you know, from an early age, realised I had a way of playing cricket that wasn't, you know, straight out of the textbook or traditional. Like when we're working on the block shot or something on the bowling machine, I'm just trying to launch them back over heads and stuff like that. And... I know it'd be very easy to, you know, try and stop me and mould me into what the textbook says, but they were kind of all for me, you know, playing my way and expressing myself and doing things a bit more 
unconventionally than what you'd usually see. And I think the fact that they accepted that was like, it didn't put a lot of pressure on me. Like I didn't have to play in a certain way or live up to anyone's expectations. And I could just go out there, have fun, play how I wanted to play. And that, you know, really kind of paid off for me. Oh, superb. So you're going through through school now. Uh, when do you think, when do you suddenly click with you? Think, hang on a minute, I could... I could make something of this. I could, I could possibly be a professional. Yeah, like it was always a real unrealistic dream of mine in a way to be a professional cricketer. But at the age of 18, I went to go do some net bowling at Surrey. Um, they were impressed with me. Um, and then just out of nowhere, I can't remember who it was broke down one of the bowlers got injured and the day before their pre-season friendly, the first team, as a as an 18-year-old for Surrey, I just got drafted in to play at in a three-day game against Sussex. And it wasn't until then I actually had a taste of what like first team cricket's kind of like and being around, you know, people you've watched on TV and people you've paid money to go see. I was like, if I can rub shoulders with these guys and actually play in the same team, then mm. maybe, you know, I could do it. So who, like, yeah, who, yeah, who were you talking? Who was in that Surrey team at, the, at that time? Oh, um, who did we have? He didn't play that game, but around the nets was Kevin Peterson. So that was pretty cool to be around. That was while he was trying to get back into England. Oh, uh, Vikram Solanke, I was a big fan of him when he played for England. So playing with him was pretty cool. Um, yeah. watching, watching Stuart Mika try and take everyone's heads off as an 18-year-old was pretty daunting but I was happy I was on his side so that was cool to watch as well and yeah it was kind of a few players who weren't as big at the time but now looking back on it you know it was kind of like Rory Burns and Don Sibley's like yeah it's a privilege to start playing with all of those yeah so you're a young whippersnapper you're in the Surrey uh setup um how do you go from there to you know Obviously, you know now with Glamorgan, but there's it's not a straight line there, is it? Oh no, there's a thousand different destinations on the way to getting to Glamorgan. <laughs> so I spent a year and a bit playing second team at Surrey, um, which was awesome. But like Surrey, being where they are having, you know, a handful of world class international cricketers, like there wasn't going to be that much opportunity. And the second, the second 11's bowling lineup was ridiculous. So I wasn't really getting any game time. I went to trial at Sussex at the back end of my season when I was 19 years old. Uh, nothing really came of that. So I decided to head off to uni at Cardiff Matt, which is something I was kind of reluctant to do at first. You know, I was really like kind of hunting a contract somewhere. Mm. But looking back on it now, going to uni is probably... It was probably the best thing I did, to be honest, being a part of that MTC set up with Mark O'Leary and that. Did you know that that yeah. was there? Did you know that that, that was, was there a reason thinking I can go to Cardiff and be part of that MCCU team? Or was it something get to uni and then, oh, hang on a minute, I've got this opportunity with the MCCU? No, I, I like, in all honesty, it's not great to hear, but I did go to uni just to be a part of that setup and see where I could be with my cricket at the end of my three years. Yeah. And and your time yeah. in King and your time in King Coyd was well spent, I, I gather. 
It was, it was. Unfortunately, I was late to apply for uni, so I didn't get to live at King Coyd. I had to live just off campus. But yeah, I love my time at King Coyd. It's like, I imagine not many other universities are like, it, you know, because it's everyone just doing their sports degrees and there's a real kind of family feeling around campus. Everyone knows each other. And yeah, I've really got on with everyone yeah. on my module and all the cricketers there as well. I hope you're enjoying our chat so far. I just want to draw your attention to the fact that I'm raising money for prostate cancer and the Teenage Cancer Trust Fund. You can buy little bat stickers uh, from my website, jonesthebat.com. All the details are in the show notes. Back to the show. So talk me through this, you know, the MCC you, you, in the team and... How many years were you there playing in that MCCU team? So I was there for three years. My first, I've missed the whole of my first season due to a stress fracture, which was pretty tough to take. Um, came back. Second year went really well for the winter. And then I went on tour with the MCCU to Potchestrom. Right. Uh, broke down again. And you know when you have a stress fracture, you can feel it. Um, so I was under no illusions. I had a stress fracture. Came back, missed all the first class games. I was in the net, so I just tried bowling a few. My back felt absolutely fine again. So I text Fark saying I'm good. He gave me a crack, and I played the rest of the season for them in the uni fixtures. Got picked up by Warwickshire. Um, right. Played really well for them. Got offered a contract just before I was about to sign the contract. I had like a medical, and Turns out when they did an X-ray on my back, I had been playing the whole of that season with a stress fracture. Right. So, yeah, they got rid of that contract and that was kind of back to square square one for my final year Mm. of uni. So, were they putting that stress fracture down to anything in particular, your action? Have you had to remodel your action at all? Yeah, I've remodeled a tiny bit. Like, if you look back at me when I was kind of 18, 19, 20, I kind of collapsed at a crease a bit and I'd shove everything in, you know, arms, legs, back, bent. It would all be it would all be all over the shop. So I've tried, you know, to stand a bit taller and see where we go from there and touch wood, we've been good so far. So because you know, you you're you're an all rounder. Um and did you find that you know when you weren't bowling that maybe your batting has come on significantly or yeah. you know, you're hitting it out of the park, yeah. right, aren't you? Um, yeah, 100%. Like, I came to university as a bowler who could, you know, try and smack a few. But if you told me a year and a bit ago leading up to last season that I was going to, what did I hit? I hit first class 100 and then against Glamorgan, like 90 odd as well. If you told me I was going to do that in the games against the first team, so I would have laughed. Yeah, like, exactly. But it has, yeah. Given me a, yeah, it has given me a massive opportunity to just work on my batting and, you know, take a step back from my bowling. And then the kind of discussions were when I was signing my deal with Glamorgan was, you know, I'm basically getting signed as a batsman and that's something I'd, I never thought would happen. Like, you rewind a few years ago, I couldn't hold a bat. So, yeah, things change. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, I remember, and it was kind of around the time of, of, of Twitter and, you know, we're going back a couple of years, but all of a sudden they had, like... Uh, 
cameras at grounds so you'd like see uh all, all these games and i remember watching glamorgan against the mccu and it, all of a sudden this lad just on driving all the glamorgan players and like, who's that lad who's that lad and i mentioned yeah. uh, mark o'leary and say who's the lad playing with you yeah oh yeah watch out for him he said watch out and it was just on the eve of you getting uh that contract i think so you know <laughs> Playing that innings against Glamorgan, how did it feel? Oh, it was, yeah, it was massive for me, 100%. Like, I knew I had a few kind of um, contract offers coming in after I hit that 100 against Sussex. Yeah. Um, but I kind of made my second home away from home in Cardiff, and I wanted to be in Glamorgan, living in Cardiff, and see where we go from there. So I knew... You know, while I was in a rich vein of form, it was a big deal for me to try and hit runs against Glamorgan and see if they offer me a deal. I hit that 90-odd, and then the next day, uh, Mark Wallace presented me with a contract. So, yeah, like that was that was massive for me, and being at Glamorgan. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Super. So, if you had to give some advice, because obviously there's uh, is an eclectic mix of people who listen to this podcast, but, it, you know, a lot of uh, yeah. aspiring cricketers... I listen to that podcast. Also, a lot of fathers uh, of kids who are going through the system uh, listen to the podcast too. Now, what kind of advice would you give to somebody? Uh, we, we talked about those one-on-ones earlier. Um, yeah. It's, it's a shame, isn't it? But those are so important, I think, on, on, on getting the skill levels up. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it can be you know, kind of frustrating when people don't have that kind of access to mm. the coaching I did. But you see a lot of players come through a setup, especially at Glamorgan, who haven't had those kind of mentors. Mm. So it's not it's not be all and end all to have one to ones or have someone who used to play professionally in the game, hundred percent. Yeah, because uh, there's a there's you no know, there's a lot of parents spending a lot of money on one on ones at the moment. Well, yeah. not at the, at the you know, and trying yeah. to trying to get their kids up through the ranks. But you know, you the advice has got to be you know look at look at yourself you know. Somebody who said they couldn't hold the bat is now signed yeah. for Morgan as a, as a as a main batsman and and Kane in it. So I think that it's a, it's a great message that you you send there, um, yeah. mate. It's been absolutely fantastic speaking to you. You know, and and this is really what I wanted to get from from the podcast. You know that that journey, and everyone's got a different journey. Everyone's got forks in the road along the way, and yeah. um, you're. By no means different to anyone else. So, mate, it's been a privilege speaking to you. Good luck oh, when, thank uh, you. good luck when you finally get back playing. Um, and thank, and thank, you. thank you very much, mate. No worries. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Dan Douthwaite there. Uh, fantastic to hear the. The journey it takes for a professional sportsman to uh, to get that professional contract. I just want to draw your attention also to uh, the fact that uh, I'm trying to create a group on social media on Facebook. Uh, if you play cricket in Wales, if you play cricket in Wales, then uh, be sure to, to follow that group because uh, we're going to get lots of information on there so we can share it around the principality. Okay, guys, I'll see you soon. Throw now.